What's good, listeners? I'm Chris Collins, your host of The Chris Collins Show. And I'm Marissa Pitts, his trusty sidekick. Thanks for listening to our podcast, and be sure to tune in to The Chris Collins Show live every Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific Time. And follow us on social media and check out our website at chriscollinsshow.com. Peace. Ciao, Bellas. All right, so today on Just Talking, we are excited because I've been hyping it up to all my homies and friends and everybody online. This is our very first Skype call all the way from the East Coast. She's out of New York. We got Amanda, the millennial traveler. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're fabulous. And you know what? I think when when we talked on the phone yesterday, we kind of started to get some of your weather into the West Coast today. It's actually kind of gloomy and overcast over here. But, you know, we're doing good, you know, and I don't know. Is this a good time to travel when it's uh, overcast? Well, it honestly depends. I mean, if you really want to go for an extreme overcast, then I would say you might as well go to London. Yeah, (laughs) I'm actually heading there. there this summer. Are you now? I am. And hopefully it'll be sunny. There's like they have like th- I think like 40 days of the year of sun. <laughs> is that is that right? <laughs> um, I have to admit, yeah, it does rain quite often. Maybe not as often as people would assume, but yeah, there was one full month I had one April, and the entire month was rain nonstop. So it is possible. Wow, and you know what? Since you're about to get ready to travel, and yes. I wish I was able to have that opportunity, but I kind of I was spoiled already with my little brother Kelly. We went to Japan and Tokyo, but since Marissa is about to be heading off on her next venture, what would you recommend to Marissa? Like these top five things, or these items, or these necessities? Necessities that she has to have when she's on her travels. I think we should probably start with what apps the traveler needs. I think that would be a great introduction to help along the way because, as I think we talked earlier, so many people forget that you might need a translator along the way. And a really mm-hmm. common app is Google Translator. So I would say mm-hmm. you definitely want to make sure you've got this downloaded. Um, and as far as your and it works because I went to I went to oh, Paris yeah. and I had to translate with this was before I was married a really hot Parisian <laughs> and we he didn't know any English and we used the Google Translate and had a great conversation over an espresso. Wow, I mean, but it's a good app. But like you were saying, I mean, even with the the Google Translate app, I didn't even find this until like two days later with a bunch of Aussies I met over in uh, Tokyo. But yeah. I had no idea with your phone nowadays if you got a camera on it, you can literally. It, enable your camera to like literally go down on the menu of a food menu and it will turn the Japanese language into English within seconds it's the yeah it's the trippiest thing I've ever seen in my life that app and it kind of Google Translate oh the same one (laughs) yeah it seems like an obvious one but so many people don't realize it but it's such a necessity because you if you ever get caught somewhere and you don't even if you're not even able to type the language in format, you can have somebody speak into the microphone, yeah. record their language, and it'll come back in English. So it's a really amazing app. I love wow. that. Can I get that installed in my like actual ear brain? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I no, I, I'm not in for any chips in my body. No, 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 no. I'll take an animal organ, but not, no human chips. But have you ever used the Google Translate on that kind of source during your travels, Amanda? I use it all of the time. If I don't even recognize a sign, I need to plug in what the sign says. I mean, it could even be an exit sign, a sign for a restroom. <laughs> I mean, you never know where you'll end up, and you just need that. Oh, I didn't option. even think about that, especially when they're using signs from a um, just. I mean, obviously, different culture, but different yeah. alphabet. 
I didn't mm. even think about like that what that sign might look like. Well, you know, <laughs> A goes before Z, you know, not the other way around though. Yeah. So that, <laughs> that one I kind of did get, all right. <laughs> but I but I think that that is so cool and like with myself, I I mean, Amanda, like you you were telling me that you travel solo and I think that is so yeah, cool because I think girl? to me I personally think that's what the past generations were doing way more than the millennials. Am I wrong or is this uh it honestly depends. I think it's on a cultural basis, quite honestly, because what I see after I had lived in London for a few years, studying abroad there, then staying later on, I noticed that in European culture, the millennials are constantly traveling mm-hmm. from such a young age, from 20 onward. And not only that, they are also um, not afraid compared to Americans, whereas for yeah. me, just to get involved in it, I had to overcome a lot of fear. Well, and it's also yeah. our media feeds into that fear, because every time I look about anything that's in BBC, like out there in the world, I'm I'm like, oh, I'm going to get hijacked. I'm going to be held for ransom. I'm going to be killed. I'm going to be decapitated. I mean, there is well, that's I, why there's we speak, a scariness to that. Well, there's a reason why we speak positivity right on this show, because it's just constant negativity all on the news. And they're yeah. always going to find right. the worst little tiny incidences to, to hinder uh-huh. your travel experience. So, Amanda, how did you Definitely. get over that fear? Like, did you just go and jump into traveling or I mean, like, how did you get over that? Basically, yes, I would say I started off with studying abroad. So I think that's a nice entry if someone is afraid of traveling internationally. If you are still a student or you can get even a short-term internship opportunity, it's a great way to kind of segue into traveling. So that's Smart. where I began. And funnily enough, I still had a lot of fear even though I was in an English-speaking country. But mm. yes, it happens to us all. So yeah, yeah don't watch the news too often. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a good point because Only memes. a lot of people were telling me like, wow, Chris, I mean, I think that's kind of a crazy leap to be going straight to Japan and not the East Coast. Like, you should keep it national. And I know the one thing that you're all about and that all you preach to everybody is, I'm an international traveler. I am not a national traveler, which is cool, but, I mean, why is that the case? Why do you feel like you want to go international to uh, to rep your cause, you know, or what you want to do? <laughs> Well, for me, I always need a newness and a freshness to my life in general. I've just been like that from childhood, so I'm always seeking adventure. And to me, it's like I want to see something new in culture. So, yes, Mm -hmm. I mean, there might be differences in food throughout the regions of America, and I'm sure there's great national parks. But I'm like, okay, I can see that later. You know, I'm from America. I can go anytime. (laughs) I need something brand new, never before seen, and that's kind of my attitude and approach, which is why I've been more drawn to international traveler Mm. traveling, and whereas the national traveling has kind of been on the back burner. Yeah, you feel like you've already read about it. You're like all in my history books. I'm like, I feel like I already know it. I don't need to touch it. But then when you go to international, it's like, we're in it. We're here. Like, this is from out of this world kind of experience. And I would kind of say, um, what is like something like that's like your next travel destination? Or what was some of the greatest things that you've seen during your travels? Let's see. Okay, where do I begin? I would say (laughs) something that was on my quote-unquote bucket list. I was fortunate enough to visit the tallest building in the world in Dubai, which you might have heard of. I saw that picture. Yes. I went to the second tallest building in the world, and that was in Tokyo. Yeah, and it was actually uh, it was a radio antenna tower. I'm probably not saying it right. (laughs) I want to go to Dubai, but I am a little I'm a little scared to go to Dubai because you can't drink alcohol. You can't? No. Really? Yes. And I and I just don't want to get a slip up because I like a martini. <laughs> I don't wanna, who, who does I'm it? Gonna, you're going to get a call from Dubai from me, Chris. Um, I can't make it next Friday. I'm in jail. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> that the truth? And I would say, how tall was that building? Oh, I, I honestly couldn't tell you, but it had more than 122 floors. So it was wow. pretty darn tall. I wouldn't be able to say the accurate amount of feet. But um, 
it was incredible and it was definitely something never before seen. Um, I know people have a lot of like misconceptions about Dubai, so I'll definitely be publishing some articles on that in the future. Yes, and please do. Alcohol and whatnot. Yes, <laughs> and this just gave me a great idea. So I'll definitely. Be I think that's a great publishing. point because, like we were talking about the go, internet. I want to go. But we talk about the internet. You know how it like it kind of yeah. scares you to a point, right? And I remember the number one thing like last year, then when I was reading about Dubai, is like these look like, RoboCops. Or whatever, where their the whole chest have screens. Did you see any of those during your travels? I actually didn't. Well, that might be a new introduction. I went back oh, in 2015, so gotcha. it might be something they introduced recently. Um, I wouldn't doubt it. Dubai is constantly innovating, so yes. chances are you'll be seeing a flying taxi soon as well. Is yes, what I, what? I want flying cars I mean, so bad. I mean, I was just seeing on the news <laughs> with that guy that just like randomly was in a lake with a car and just pulls up right on the shores, and I'm thinking that's the funniest thing in the world. And that's I like, want that life. I yeah. want my house to float <laughs> above the city in a cloud that's painted in pinks and gold from the sunset. That's like called a yacht. No, <laughs> I don't think that's anything numerous. <laughs> Floating. But, but I, I just kind of want to touch upon that Dubai Tower because I think that is like so groovy because when I went to the one in Japan, I was amazed at how fast that elevator went up. Was it the same way? Because I was spooked out to be on a long ride with all these people crammed in like sardines. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, so if you're claustrophobic, I might not recommend it because yeah. yeah, it's kind of like a straight flight up to the top. Wow. It went pretty quickly. It was one of the fastest elevator rides I've ever been to. So, uh, yeah, I would say so. But it was nice. You know, they give you a little history introduction while you're in the elevator. They play soothing music. So I guess it's kind of <laughs> comforting before you get to your final destination, so to speak. Yeah, and I think that's cool because, like, I, I'm, I'm I'm a musician. You kind of just touched upon something. And I think, I think that's the cool thing about just traveling because you get to, like, experience that kind of cultural way about how they interpret the music because like even when i went to japan yeah. there's a very huge hard rock heavy metal scene over there which was pretty dope a little bit more than i actually thought there was going to be and then i didn't realize how k-pop was so darn huge over there i mean they had like little tiny stores everywhere and like I, I just as a music lover asking you amanda the millennial traveler can you tell our listeners like what was like one of the places that you went to where like the music like really impacted your journey Oh, definitely. Um, I could totally answer this one. And it's funny, I actually have begun to add this music to my playlist. So mm -hmm. I really, really enjoy Bollywood music. It's oh, like yay. one of my secret music confessions, but it is so uplifting and it it's is. just musical. I mean, it's great. So I would say that I started listening to it before I came. I do watch Bollywood films as well. And then when I got there, it was like a full-on experience. I'm like, oh, now I'm in India, so I can play it. So it'll be like my yeah. background playlist. <laughs> I mean, it's such a beautiful culture and the colors and you see the certain fabrics. I mean, yeah. did you, uh, so you went to India and what you were telling me was you were there for like three months. But before we even get into that, I think this is a perfect timing because we got to do a little quick reset. But I just want to remind all the listeners out there that you are listening to the Chris Collins show. We got Amanda, the millennial traveler. She's out here from New York, Skyping in. Ow, ow. Yeah, this is 22S Radio. You're listening to the Chris Collins show live on 22S Radio. That is 88.1 FM HD3. And I just want to run to the listeners. We have Amanda, the millennial traveler. She's on the show. She is Skyping all the way from New York. And Something about that promo just kind of gave me another random question. And then we were talking about the beaches. And here in Cali, we got the beautiful beaches and the shores. And can you tell me a little bit, like, what is, like, one of the best beaches you have ever been to during your international uh, travels? One of the best beaches I recently went to, and I was really pleasantly surprised, was in Bali. 
It's mm. called Echo Beach, and it's a gorgeous beach. It's got mm. great waves for surfing, which I have not yet attempted, but mm. it's also on my list of things to do. And it's got this gray volcanic sand, so it's kind of fantastic for like photo shoots, outdoor yeah. water sports. That would probably be the best one I've seen so far in Bali. Uh, I, this is random, but like, does anybody in New York surf? Is it cold? Um, is there waves? I don't even know if it's possible. I don't <laughs> much of That's kind of what I figured to too. Ride here, yeah, because I, I I used to try to surf here over in Huntington Beach here in California, and it was kind of fun. I'm, I'm kind of a, a ditz, you know. I'm a blonde ditz. <laughs> I, I I trip over my own feet. Like when I played ASO soccer, I probably tripped more on my feet than the ball. But like, I, I what I would say is it's like I went to Hawaii to with with the family way back in the day over in Waikiki. Oh my gosh! I love Waikiki. It, it's a city in paradise. And I'm going there in July. I'm so excited. Uh, that's exciting. Well, uh, where, where's my ticket? Uh, nowhere. You have to do I'm a your, radio show. I'm your millennial I'm, traveler. No, no, I'm Skyping <laughs> in with a pina colada on the beach in paradise while you're here. No mojitos? In- uh, it's pina colada in Hawaii. Okay, fine. Yes, mojitos in Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, that's a, that's a good point. But what I would say is like, uh, Amanda, being the millennial traveler that you are, how does traveling make you feel? Do you feel like you've become like become like a better person, or do you feel like you you kind of understand the world now, or do you feel like you have a lot more to learn? I think in general we all have more to learn until our last breath. I think that's just life. Yes, but um, snap, traveling snap. definitely makes me feel more enlivened. It's just improved me as a person. I've become so much more open-minded. Whereas before you might listen to rumors and stereotypes about different cultures. Once you're there and you're with the local people and you're getting to live it for yourself, you just have so much more appreciation for what you have here in the West, especially yeah. when you go to somewhere like Asia or cultures in general. So, yeah, it's definitely made me um, more knowledgeable as far as local cultures and different countries and then overall i've just become a much more well-rounded person an open-minded person i would say for sure yeah accepting of people from around the world yeah by traveling it takes away that xenophobia it really knocks that away because it's like oh wow we actually all are humans we just might look at things a little differently because of our culture but we are all the same yeah, and it's so true because even when I was in Japan, I mean, you'd meet North Koreans and South Koreans, and we have this crazy, stupid myth here in the U.S. <laughs> that, like, every North Korean's crazy. I had the, some of the greatest mm-hmm. conversations with them, and they know how to speak English. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's this whole myth right. that where you feel like you're going to be, like, in this box. And because we always, always joke, me and my brother, we learned nothing of the Japanese language. It was like, arigato, you know, all that, those kind of basic <laughs> hello, things. Goodbye. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they know hello, goodbye. But, like, with me, it was like, like a lot of the times I felt like I kept telling people I'm not even talking world talk I'm talking global talk and I and a lot of the time when you're doing global talk you end up pointing at stuff but you think <laughs> that's going to justify something like I thought ordering from McDonald's in Japan was going to be easy but it's not You didn't, you didn't <laughs> use your Google Translate did you? I did not use the Google Translate <laughs> I and it. I probably would have frustrated everybody in line when they're just like who is this guy? <laughs> but I think, uh, Amanda, like, uh, my biggest thing is it's like, I know you're constantly traveling, you're on the go, and it's like, what is, like, your next traveling destination that uh, you want to go to next? Ooh, yeah. I'm actually really keen on visiting, my, well, my favorite city in the world to date, which has to be Venice, Italy. I mean, my oh. background is Italian, so I'm drawn to all things Italy in general. Mm. But Venice is just like a mind-blowing place to visit. When I was there, I felt like I wasn't even in this world. I was in my own bubble. Everything is just so surreal in terms of like the construction, the scenery. So that's where I'm looking forward to go and nice. revisit again 
Yeah, right. I mean, like, life is like a gallery, right? I mean, it's like when you look at Venus, uh, Venus, <laughs> Venus. <laughs> yes, <laughs> when you, you look, look at Venus, you that know. Is <laughs> <traveling>. <laughs> that now is traveling. Now we're interspace I mean, stellar. <laughs> I mean, I actually just got Marissa all excited now because she's the one that's all about space travel. I'm, I'm, I'm hating I'm that. taking my daughter to the moon <laughs> on her 10th birthday. Since I was so (laughs) off topic, I mean, I guess international could be leaving a planet, right? So, Amanda, being the millennial traveler that you are, are you going to be interstellar if there is a point in time where that can be a trek? Oh my gosh, yes. What are, uh, would, you, would you go to the moon? Okay, if I give you, if I give you, uh, uh, if I buy your million dollar ticket to come to the moon with us, oh my. in ten years, would you go with us? I honestly probably would. I mean, there would be that what? little like glitch of fear, but like, who can say no to that, right? Exactly. I probably wouldn't be the yeah, first Chris Collins. passenger. Maybe who? the 10th. Who could say no to go into the moon, Chris Collins? But, but there's just white dirt, and then you go to Mars, and it's just dead soil. Like I'm just like, how long is that trek? It's like <sighs> what two so or three cultured. years? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm not a Martian, but like I think that. We're meant to live on Earth. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, and uh, I, I think that's that's great. I mean, you guys, you guys are uh, space freaks. I know. It's you guys are Willie the Space Freaks. Amanda, I wanted to say, if we can just pop back because I interrupted the first question you had. We had the top five trends. If you can just name it off. The first one was um, top five trends that millennials want when they travel. We have Wi-Fi. And what were the other four trends? Yes, absolutely. So for one, I would say definitely experiences over possessions. We've kind mm-hmm. of shifted yeah. from wanting all these material things that are honestly just fading to these lifelong experiences. In addition to that, I would say, as mentioned before, the experience of a local culture, that localization in our tours, in our travels, that makes us more open-minded as people. And then the final two would be that we are definitely in this day and age where technology has taken over everything. So the social media has really become a big part. What influences us where we travel? Do we go for the pretty picture? Do we go for like Mm. the video we saw on YouTube? That's all become something that's really affected our travel making decisions, unlike the past generations. And then the last, oh. No, 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 continue. I'm just trying to like um, get through the, but um, yeah, the last one would say um, millennials are definitely more interested in like food centric experiences as well. I am. I could. I went to Dominican Republic, and it's oh. beautiful there. I mean, paradise, the culture, the people, everything was great, and the food I couldn't stand. It was just chicken and rice, and like I was there for like <laughs> ten days, and after chicken and rice for ten days, I was like, I need, I need some chilies, I need some salsa, like I needed something, uh, and I was very disappointed in the, for my palate, the yeah. food taste. Because I really wanted, and that's why it's like I'm glad I went, yeah, but missed, I don't think I would go back again just th- because of the food. Right. And I think you get you, you you realize when you're in the United States how blessed we are to have such a cultural like uh, we have so much food from all around the world that's here in the U.S., which is so cool. But I was cracking up because it's so true with the materialistic kind of stuff. Because my brother was teasing me the whole time, but I brought two bags with me, and he was like, <laughs> "What are you doing, dog?" Like, and I was like, "Well, the plane says I can bring two. and he goes, "Just because the plane says." Says two, you're gonna really do that? I know Marissa's like laughing oh, at me. No. What's wrong with you're it? Killing me. You just pick a backpack. Curious, like, what did you pack in those two bags? Um, his curlers. <laughs> I I probably packed like maybe four <laughs> jeans, probably a shirt for every seven days. Um, is that too much? I don't know. Um, I guess I would definitely say yes. Like I have to admit, I mean, I don't care what it sounds like, but I have reworn my shirts as long as I'm oh, not yeah. sweating. I've washed shirts and sinks just to like keep down the quantity of luggage. Yeah. So wow. I was thinking, yeah, you don't really need a shirt for every right. seven days. Minimal. A week. 
Minimal, Chris. And I think, you know what, the next time when we have you on, Amanda, you were, you've been so great. Maybe you can teach me how to do my laundry while I'm on a trek for like three months. Because okay. like a Definitely. week, I feel like you can get away with it. That's why I brought the two bags, okay? So I can bring more clothes. But I want to tell everybody that you are listening to The Chris Collins Show on 88.1 FM HD3. This is 22 West Radio. And we got Amanda, the millennial traveler. She is our first ever Skype caller from the East Coast Woo-hoo! from New York. 